Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. You wanted the best. Well, they didn't freaking make it. So here's what you get from Canada Ryan and Jason. Welcome to another episode of the Worst of the Best podcast. I'm your host. With me today, as always, is my brother Jason. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. We were just talking, obviously, before the show started. I like to keep things evergreen as best we can. But, you know, it's it's May. The sun's out. Guns are out. What is that? How's that term go? Sun's out, guns out? Yeah. We You're were, not uh, going to show us your guns? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Yeah, mine are uh, nine millimeters. <laughs> it's uh, summertime. It's beautiful weather out there. Well, it's summer weather. It's May, but you get the point. I'm excited for the nice weather. Busy months ahead of us for both of us. So we're going to be recording today and at the time it's recording tomorrow as well. Another episode so we can get some episodes in the bank before life gets busy. And Jason also said to me before the start of this episode, he said, boy, Ryan, this topic is deep and tough and tricky. So bear with us, listeners. It's, it's a little bit thick. It's time travel. Okay, so the title of this episode is Revolutionary Time Travel Theories. Jason's like, oh boy, Ryan, what have you given me? Well, so envision, Jason, a reality where time travel is feasible, enabling you, me, everyone, the ability to experience historical occurrences and shape their outcomes. In this world, the impossible is made possible, and the physical laws of nature can be bent to your desires. This concept has stimulated the minds of scholars and writers for ages, and of course, John Q. publicly yes. Regardless of your beliefs on the plausibility of time travel, I think we're going to present some, I would say, pretty solid or interesting, maybe even new theories that will provoke your thoughts to listeners. It should be noted that these are theories. They remain speculative. However, the scientific community is still trying to confirm or refute them. Yes, some of these seem a little fantastical to a degree, but these aren't things that people aren't aren't talking about. You know what I mean? Like these are real theories that scientists have been trying to work out, trying to figure out and, you know, use their math abilities or whatever it is with math. A lot of this is just math, but we're not going to go over the math. We're just going to go over the theories. You ready to dive into this, Jay? So let's start it. We'll start with you, Jay. I'm going to throw you a softball. This is the one that everyone sort of knows off the bat. And what we should say for the worst pick. So these are the best theories of time travel that we have right now. The... Worst pick will probably be, for me anyways, I don't know my pick yet, but maybe the least plausible or the one you would choose last. It should be noted that these theories, they all can't be true. Okay. Because some of them conflict with others. Some of them have the same ideas of others, but if they're all true. It doesn't make sense. So maybe the, which one we think is the least likely to be true or plausible, something like that. Are you ready? All right. Let's do this. So Einstein's general theory of relativity is considered a brilliant work of physics, and it lays the groundwork for understanding the possibility of time travel. In a nutshell, the theory proposes that time and space are linked and create a single entity called space-time. Picture space-time as a large trampoline with heavy objects such as planets and stars creating dense or gravitational fields in the fabric. These fields cause objects to move in a specific manner through space-time. Suppose you wish to time travel. According to general relativity, 
it is possible to manipulate those gravitational fields to make a shortcut through space-time, bending it to let you travel back in time. This process is like creating a tunnel or a wormhole through space-time. So this is like the folding almost? But I like the idea where they're talking about planets and stars are creating a dent on a gravitational field in the fabric. So like a trampoline, you know, when you jump on a trampoline, yeah, the it, fabric bends down as you, the outlining pieces of that fabric become closer to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea that you can do this with space time, you can make a general, general relativity, meaning it is through space and time. It's relatively closer to each other as it bends. They're not so far apart. All right. Right. <laughs> There's some challenges. Firstly, we do not yet possess the technology required to make time travel a reality. Mm-hmm. But furthermore, creating a stable wormhole, though less commonly discussed, would demand an enormous amount of energy. Put things in perspective, even if we were to collect all the energy released from every nuclear bomb in the world, we still wouldn't have enough power to create a wormhole. Wow. Nevertheless, the possibility of time travel exists in theory, and the idea of exploring different moments in history is intriguing. What I find interesting is that we as people have the imagination to think time travel is possible, that that, that is actually something that could be possible. And then you have people who are physicists who create mathematical equations to prove that not only do we daydream or imagine that time travel is possible, but there is mathematical equations that show that it can be a reality, whether we have the energy or technology to do it. It's fascinating that we can go, gee, wouldn't it be amazing to go back in time or forward (laughs) in time? And then on top of that, we actually can, whether we, we actually can or not, but like through mathematical equations, they're showing that it is possible. Part of the problem right away with Einstein's theory is we don't have the energy to do it. So we can't test it. They would like to test it, but we don't have enough energy to create that wormhole. So it sounds like they have some theories on how to create the wormhole, but they don't have the power. It's like making a car saying, I can make a vehicle, but we don't have any fuel. (laughs) We don't have any energy. Here's the shell of a car. Here's the engine block, but we don't have any way of powering this vehicle to see if it works. To a degree, they're coming up with ideas through math, like you're saying, Jason, that they can make time travel possible with Einstein's general (laughs) relativity theory. However, they don't even have the the power to to test this theory. It should be noticed. I think scientists and, of course, mathematicians have already already discovered this, that time is not – a thing. It's 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 a measurable thing that we've created as humans to understand rotation around the sun or birthdays. You know, it's twelve o'clock right now, but time is not linear. We're going to get into some of that, but time has yeah. the future has already happened and the past has yet to happen. If you want to look at it like that, time is not linear the way we think of it. So we're going to get into how some of that kind of works. Is your mind blown yet, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is. That was one of the easier ones. This is the Novikov self-consistency principle. I like this one. Uh, here's a provoking theory. One that suggests time travel is possible without the risk of creating paradoxes. Now, we all know what a paradox is, right? We're going to get into those. So how is this possible? According to this theory, if you went back in time and made changes the universe would somehow conspire to ensure your actions didn't alter the course of history. In other words, any actions you took in the past were already part of history. So it would be impossible for you to change anything. The fact that I've made a time machine in the future 
it already knows I was able to make the time machine in the future that Ryan made a time machine and Ryan went back in time, but because he was able to make a time machine in the future, whatever I did back in time has already been predestined that I yes. wouldn't wreck that I wouldn't wreck that I could make the time machine today. So the Novikov self consistency principle is like baking a cake. If you follow a recipe and bake the cake, you can't go back in time and change the recipe. The cake is already made and you can't unmake it or make it into something else. The same goes for history. Once something happens, it's set in stone. And you can't go back and change it. So the Novikov self-consistency principle suggests that if you were in two time travel, any actions you take are already part of history. So they can't change the past. It doesn't matter what, what you do in your time travel. It doesn't change anything. And that's going to be frustrating for people. <laughs> I'm going to time travel and make myself a millionaire in the future or whatever. Basically, with this one, if this was how time travel worked, the Novikov self-consistency principle is we'd just be able to see the past without altering right. the future. So we get to witness the past. We just wouldn't change right. the future. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. That's a safe thing, right? Okay. So some of these theories aren't like the first one we talked about, Einstein. Some of them are just almost, you could argue, Theories, yes, but they don't necessarily always have to talk about how to make time. Uh, sorry, how to make time travel possible as much. Right. As what, so, so yeah. Einstein. We need to start with Einstein because he creates the physics that makes time travel possible. Some of the other theories and principles discuss how that can be put into practice or how that would. What look. would happen if it? Yeah. What would happen if time travel was the thing? Right. Yeah. What about this next so, one? So, yeah, the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. So the many worlds interpretation is a fascinating theory that can bend your brain. It suggests that every time something happens in the universe, it splits into different versions of itself, creating a multiverse full of parallel universes. In each universe, all possible outcomes of every event exist. That means if you were to travel back in time and change something, you wouldn't erase or alter the past, but instead create a new timeline. It's like exploring a giant forest with endless paths, each leading to unique view of the same waterfall. No matter which path you take, the others will still be there unchanged. This is quantum physics. I believe it's called quantum mechanics, quantum physics. Fascinating, real science. I find quantum theories and physics fascinating. So basically what this means is there is a universe where Jason and I have a successful podcast. <laughs> Can I have a consciousness of that, please? I wonder if there's other multiverses of Ryan where he too is wishing there's a better verse of me. <laughs> I'm sure all of them are. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is there any multiverse version of Ryan that I'm multi-billionaire Elon Musk type personality or, or rich or famous? But I guess that's what they're saying there is. I wish I knew then what I know now, right? We often say that. I've gone through this life. I wish I made a different choice because that different choice would have led me down a different path. The multiverse says that happened. You did make that different choice and you are living that different life. Whether it's a spouse you married, you know, you took a left turn, we should have taken a right turn, so you got hit by a semi truck. All these timings of things, those universes or parallel universes do exist. Of course, the multiverse is used in cinema today with, you know, comic book movies, but that's where they get it from the idea that there's just other versions of Batman. Well, often we'll say, you can only make one choice and then you have to live with that choice that you make. Right. But is it possible that we are actually living those two lives? 
Well, we're only conscious of one, but this is where you get, if you want to get to like other crossover topics that we've done on our show, like for aliens or ghosts, if you were to say there are parallel or multi-universes existing with each other, like a big super highway of existence, just all these threads, sometimes they might cross over on each other. And maybe that's where we get, what what the hell did I see there? Like there might be some nudging of the universes bumping into each other, I wonder. Feelings of deja vu. Deja vu, yes. Um, Our dreams, they don't make sense, but they kind of make sense. Our connection with other people. Like, why is my connection with this person so much stronger than with somebody else? Are we living more closely aligned in a different multiverse than we do Mm -hmm. here, but we're not aware of it? Yeah, it's a fascinating one. I love it. Uh, Quantum mechanics is, again, a real science that they have come up with some stuff that will blow your mind. Or it's just, this is it. (laughs) Yeah, but having said that, it really is it. Yeah. Yeah. So you live the best you can. Yeah. As if there's no other options. I know. This I is all that could... we can consciously experience. I was going to say, I wish I could experience a, not a better life because it sounds terrible. I just don't think anyone can escape trials, tribulations, uh, conflict, um, hills to climb. I love the idea of the multiverse. And I think there's a part of me that thinks we might be able to tap into it after this life is over. That's my theory. Okay. Hey, that's living with hope, right? Yeah, sure. I appreciate that sentiment. Okay, I agree. Yeah, I'm not a nihilist. I think there's more to this life. I just don't know what it will be. We'll find out later. All right. Closed time like curves. What did you say, Ryan? I said closed time like curves. So, Jason, let's take a ride on a roller coaster and imagine flying through a loop-de-loop. So, as you twist and turn, you might feel like you're traveling back in time, right? Well, that's somewhat similar to what happens in the closed time-like curves, CDC. CDCs are like loops in the fabric of space and time. So now this is going to tap into the Einstein. So loops are like the fabric of space and time where you can potentially travel back to an earlier point in time and alter. Now, this is one you can alter the course of history, much like a cosmic time machine. So this one allows you to do some altering. So how does this work? Well, in CDCs, the laws of casuality can become peculiar. That means cause and effect don't always fall the way we're used to, and one cause might not lead to a logical next effect. Instead, events can loop back on themselves and create a casual loop where the effect becomes the cause of its own occurrence. So although CDCs are still purely theoretical, some scientists believe they might exist in certain regions of space and time, such as near a black hole. However, whether we can ever use them to get back in time and change history, of course, is still up for debate. A little bit tricky. This one kind of taps into a little bit of Einstein and a little bit in the Novikov self-principle theory, but you can alter things to a degree. But again, it's sort of saying because you've altered it and had the ability to alter it, that's why time travel is possible. So you just can, it kind of loops on itself. The fact that it's the looping that makes the reason for when you change something, it changes the, the future. Or yeah, the loop doesn't have to be like a snake eating its tail, but it's a corkscrew loop as well. David uh, in our chat brought up a good point. He says, says uh, wouldn't your choice necessarily lead you away from the proposed waterfall? If there are consequences of decisions, then those parts wouldn't intersect unless there is something that snaps you back to the same objective path. So I don't know. I don't know if David, you came in late to the chat, but we did mention the kind of, with uh, the Novikov principle that 
those things are predestined. Yes, that whatever it is you're doing now is made possible no matter about time travel. The fact that we can build the time machine, go back and visit our past selves won't affect the, the future that we could build the time machine to go back and view the past. Again, there's been movies and TV shows that have kind of explored that idea. Okay. This one, Jason, of course, you've heard of this one. I think all of our listeners have heard this one, but why don't you talk about this next one? So it's the butterfly effect. So like you say, many people are familiar with this idea. So let's take a moment to imagine time as a river, constantly flowing without a clear beginning or end. Now picture a butterfly flapping its wings in one corner of the world, causing a ripple effect that leads to a hurricane in another part of the world. That's the butterfly effect. It suggests that even the tiniest actions can have huge, unpredictable consequences. Now, let's consider this butterfly effect in the context of time travel. What if we could control those ripples in time? What if we could create our own waves in the river of time? The butterfly effect proposes that even the smallest change can have a big impact. So if we could go back in time and make even the slightest alteration, we could create an entirely new timeline. Of course, all this is pretty theoretical, and we have to discover a way to control those ripples in time. But the butterfly effect offers an intriguing possibility that even the smallest actions can have significant consequences. This raises the question, what kind of ripple effect could we create with a more significant action, like traveling back in time to prevent a major event from happening? And of course, the danger comes from not knowing what the consequences of each of our actions might be. This is one that allows time to be completely, or the events that you're aware of in the present day. So again, hey, Ryan, go back in time and let's say marriage, that's a big decision. Go marry somebody else, right? That would mean the kids that I had in another relationship don't exist. Maybe the kids that I had in one relationship cured cancer, right? And now the ones I have in another DNA makeup of another individual, those kids become career criminals and kill a lot of people. And the people they kill were people that were supposed to help like maybe they murdered elon musk you know what i mean there's a lot of i'm being silly but that's what it means this oh is no huge... i hear you another way also to look at it too is like if you think of somebody who's an archer and they pull their bow back and if they're off by like the slightest degree initially that divergent split is quite like small much. but a mile from here if i mean if the arrow can go a mile but you know it would be much wider. So that small degree of deviation initially isn't a big deal, but way down the timeline, it's way off target. No, you're absolutely so, right. That's, uh, we use that in the military a lot. So good, oh, good yeah. job. It's like if you fire a weapon and it, right. oh, it's just, oh, it's off a few degrees or a contact. Oh, it's just off a few degrees. But yeah, but you go far enough away, like we're sending our assets to a completely different area the further away you go from that bearing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So the butterfly effect is the slightest little effect. And yeah, you it, think it you be, think, oh geez, I'm making it better because it feels yeah. really great at the very moment. But we you don't know, people know often the, use the uh, theme of or the idea. I go back and kill Hitler. You know, as a baby. You could argue. Who knows what kind of stories have come out as tragic as you know. I'm being serious here. As tragic as wars, the Holocaust was. There's still stories and events and personalities and human interaction that occurred because of tragedy that good has come from tragedy no matter what the tragedy is 9-11 attacks there was good that came from that in the sense of humans coming together or 
bonds were formed or ideas of how to better protect ourselves from a further events. It's hard to say like every tragedy and disaster or war has led humanity to some degree to say, Hey, to mitigate this from ever happening again. So you don't always, almost always have to go back in time. Not to say there'd always be a Hitler or there'd always be a terrorist attack, but to some degree, maybe there always would be because how, how many people are you always eliminating <laughs> before you just, people are going to come up with a way to conquer the world or want to take over or whatever it might be. Or It's impossible to bubble wrap all of human history. You can't bubble wrap human yeah. history. It's an impossible task. Right. So like somebody breaks their leg playing hockey and like, let's go back in time. So I don't do that injury, but who knows, maybe that athlete recovering from the injury and training in a different way, he figures out a way to, shoot better because he spent more time standing in the driveway shooting while his leg is healing. Like you don't know what kind of tragedies we do or overcome that allows us to the good, great thought experiences, but the butterfly effect is basically saying, yeah. And that's exactly how it works. Uh, again, think about the people you've met in your life, whether it's a significant other, a job you took or whatever, good or bad. We are where we are today because of those minute decisions and choices we made that yeah, have a huge effect later on. Okay. The grandfather paradox. Now, I think most people have heard of this before, the grandfather paradox. So this this theory delves into the fascinating possibility of traveling back in time and altering the course of history. Again, another one that allows us to do this, potentially resulting in a present-day reality that's vastly different from the one we know. However, this raises a puzzling paradox. What if we traveled back in time and killed our own grandfather before he had kids? So you go back in time, and let's say your grandfather was Hitler <laughs> or whatever, right? Or whoever, somebody terrible, right? So the idea is now you've killed this terrible person. But so if we did, then we wouldn't exist to travel back in time in the first place. This paradox can be resolved by considering the concept of, again, a parallel universe. So now, well, this is what we talked about before. A lot of these theories kind of tie into other theories. They kind of feed off each other. So again, let's pretend our grandfather was evil, Jason. So we're like, hey, Jason, I figured out how to go back. We got to kill this guy because he he was a horrible dictator and he, he killed millions of people. So you and I are going to take out our grandpa. So we go back in time, take him out, and we're like, oh, what's going to happen? Because we took him out. What's going to happen to us? But now a parallel universe exists where evil grandpa dead, but we still somehow survived because now we've tapped into another principle that allowed us to survive because this was predestined that we could exist to kill our grandpa. You know what I mean? It's a weird paradoxes can resolve themselves by tapping into other theories right so the other idea that i had in mind is you go to resolve a, a major uh, event whatever that might be not knowing that that was a relative of yours that was required for you to live or you knew and you're like am i willing to sacrifice my whole existence in order to stop you know, events like I often go like, I'm not responsible for other people's behavior, right? We're all no. like are independent from each other. So if Ryan, you uh, were a murderer, I can't be held accountable for your actions. The idea is, would I be willing to sacrifice my life, kill you so that you don't do all the nasty things that you do? That's a yeah. kind of paradox yeah. right like i have the ability to stop something bad from happening but in that then, am i willing to then not exist myself that's kind of a thought process it is it's a bit of a mind uh f as they say here this whole discussion of everything we're doing here according to the series jason so again with the grandfather paradox theory according to this theory if we were to travel back in time 
and attempt to eliminate one of our ancestors, we wouldn't actually be affecting our real grandfather, but a different version of him in a parallel universe. Hmm. This means that we wouldn't be changing our present day reality, but rather modifying oh, all the parallel universes. Yes. We've killed grandpa there. So yes, Ryan and Jason don't exist on that thread, but we exist on the thread that allowed us to go back and kill him. Hmm. Of course, this theory again is purely speculative and the existence of parallel universe is still a topic of debate. Nevertheless, the prospect of time travel and what it could reveal about the universe is incredibly exciting to ponder. And I hope people feel that way as we're giving them these different theories. All right, you got the next one. Time as a fourth dimension. Imagine that you're standing in a room and you can move in a direction forward, backward, left, right, up and down. But what if you could move through time just as easily? That's the basic idea behind the theory of time as a fourth dimension. This theory sees time as a dimension just like the three dimensions of space we know. It suggests that an object's position in space is determined by three coordinates, and its position in time is determined by the fourth coordinate. So how would time travel work in this theory? Well, you could simply move backward or forward along the time dimension just like you move in any direction in space. For example, if you wanted to travel back to a time of the dinosaurs, you could move backward along the time dimension until you reached that era. If you wanted to see the future, you could move forward along the time dimension. Although there are practical challenges to time travel, the idea of time as a fourth dimension opens up fascinating possibilities and makes the concept easier to understand. So this one so far is the most clear. Is this what, is it interstellar? Is this I think the, so. The idea that they tapped into, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, quite enjoyed the movie, but. Yeah, I, did, I enjoyed it. It's been a few years since I've seen it, but what I like picture, to, we, we talked about at the very beginning, how time is not linear, like a right. ruler. Here's the ending. Here's the beginning. Now, you could argue my existence on this planet has a beginning and end, but time itself is, it, the way I look at this, time is like a big flat map on the floor, right? And you're a piece. You're, you're an entity that can just slide around on this, like, hey, you want to go back there? Hey, you want to go? And then let's say if you go left or right, you're going through parallel universes along that same quote-unquote timeline, <laughs> But you move backwards and forwards and left and right. You're, yeah, I like the idea you're like a moving chess piece on this board of time. The dinosaurs are existing at the same time that we become like AI robots. It's just time is just plunk. It's just plunked on the, it's already all happened. You can just move around wherever you want to that part of what happened. This lends to the idea that life is a simulation, if that's possible. Hey, we did a whole episode on, didn't we do an episode on simulations? Oh, probably. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's been talked about. No, I swear we did something about simulations, or one of them being that life is a simulation. Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah we'll check out our simulation theories. I think we did simulation theories. Yeah, like I can envision that happening in a movie. If you were to watch a say YouTube video or whatever, and you can scrub from left to right and watch. Oh, I want to see timestamp five minutes thirty seconds, or the fast forward to ten minutes and twenty eight seconds. Or then go back to the beginning of the same YouTube video, and you just go back and forth, slide around. All the material is already there for you to have access to. It's just where do you choose to plunk yourself in that video? Um, to me, that feels like assimilation because it's already available for you to. Yeah, just I, I, well, I know what you're saying. Moment. It's already kind of made. Yeah. The simula- yeah. So the simulation 
computer simulation of our existence is already created, and we're just avatars in a, in the game exploring the world that's laid out for us already. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this next one kind of ties into the time as a fourth dimension theory. This is the block universe theory. Imagine time as a block of ice. Okay, you can see the whole thing from beginning to end, twists and turns included. Now, let's say if you want to travel through time. In the block universe theory, you wouldn't move through the block of ice. Instead, you'd exist at a different point in the block. The block universe theory says that time is like a frozen river with everything already set in stone, which I just kind of already said, where it's just there. Everything that can or will happen has happened, and you're, it's just there. So if you travel back in time, you won't change anything that's already happened. You'll just see it from a different point of view. This idea helps us understand how time travel might work without creating any paradoxes. So this kind of ties into some previous other things where... It's sort of talking about the the Novikov self-consistency principle, but this is just going on to say that this does not have parallel universes. I think it's a big thing too. Everything that can exist or how it should exist has already existed. It's a big block of ice. It's just there. You can see through it all, no matter where you're standing or what point of the ice you're looking through. How this will work, Ryan, is you can see the different points of view because you could probably be almost any individual that has ever existed. And see the point through a whole variety, you know, right now, seven plus billion people on earth, we could travel through time at any point of view based on anybody else's view of the world. So if there's an accident and there's 10 people at the intersection at different spots of the intersection, we could literally be any of those individuals witnessing the same accident, but at different points of view. It's kind of like the Google cart that drives around and you could follow Google, the map, Google right? map, the Google map to some degree. Yeah. yeah. You could Google map the time. I kind of get that. You just punch in the coordinates. Yeah. All right. You got the second, the last one, Jay. Yeah. The white hole theory, the concept of time travel is linked to the possibility of using a theoretical object known as a white hole. Black holes act like giant vacuums that suck in everything, even light. But a white hole would be the opposite, spewing out everything, including matter and energy, like a leaf blower. This theory suggests that if we could harness the energy of a white hole, we could use it to travel through time. Essentially, a white hole could act as a door or portal, allowing us to enter it and exit at a different time or universe. Scientists believe that white holes are connected to black holes through the tunnel-like structure called a wormhole. Traveling through a wormhole would lead to a different point in time or space. The theory relatively confirms that it is theoretically possible to travel through time via a wormhole. As this ties in back to our first one, the theory of relativity. So this ties into that, but it flips black holes kind of on its head. Is it like the other end, other yes. side of the black I think hole? It's just the, I think that's exactly what it is. So basically, so the black hole going sucks in it in. <laughs> And then what's happening on the other side is so the black hole is a mouth, and the, <laughs> the white hole <laughs> your bed. It just spews out everything is put in, I, but it rearranges it, it because it's kind of yeah. it might be kind of discombobulated by going through the black hole. So all the events and existences that have ever lived get sucked into the black hole, and then it's rearranged and spewed out the other side in a whole variety of different options. A little bit more of a chaotic outcome. Yeah, this is a more of a chaotic. This uh, white hole theory, boy, it might be a conversation for the worst, only because it doesn't really, it's sort of about time, but sort of like upside down universe. I think it's just more of 
kind of taps into the parallel universe idea. Like where would Ryan and Jason exist on the other end of this wormhole? You know, so you and I got sucked into a black hole. I don't think we would get killed. We come out the white hole version and we would be like, okay, where are we now? It's kind of like space and time, but also it could be, you know, upside down cake, still cake, but it's just on itself. Of course, it's probably much more to that. These are very scratching the surface of these topics. I mean, there's, oh, did I lose Jason? Oh, I did lose Jason. No, I heard the whole thing. I just, just, video wise, I wasn't there. Okay. So uh, David did bring up a good point here from the previous one. I think he was talking about the uh, the block universe theory, and he did bring up a good point, and I agree with him. He says, because we're talking about how the block of ice, mm-hmm. everything's kind of already high. He says, this takes away free will. We only exist to witness our choices, and our choices are illusion. Yeah, that's. I've got my feelings about this. I, one of our favorite thinkers, as you know, Jason, is uh, Sam Harris, who talks about free will, how free will is an illusion. That's what he would like to argue with those who believe in free will that we are under the illusion that we've chosen what we've chosen. But the idea is that we we're not really choosing anything. We're just a product of our circumstance to every degree and everything that happens to us. Right. You're right, David. So that would be the block universe theory would take away free will that everything's already stamped and we're just witnessing the, the different events as they would be or will be. So the universe would already know Ryan's, next 50 years it would because it knows my dna makeup and well not 50 years <laughs> whatever years my dna makeup the kind of choices i make it, it could map me out i think ai might get to this point jay where you punch into ai everything you are up to this point it would probably tell you how long you're going to live the kind of choices you'll make based on your history time well we life. already know that ai has been you know the facebook algorithms instagram algorithms yeah. knows what you, you know, want knows what you want to look at yeah so yeah Last theory is called the Tipler Cylinder. This one's pretty straightforward, but here it is. Imagine an enormous donut that spins incredibly fast and goes on forever. (laughs) This is the Tipler Cylinder. According to the theory, if we can make a cylinder like that and spin it near the speed of light, we could go back in time. This would happen because the cylinder would twist space and time, like squeeze it, like just grab it and twist it creating a road through time that circles back on itself. It's kind of like a time loop. If we entered this road and traveled along it, we could potentially end up in the past and visit any time in history we want. So this one is strictly a back in time machine, not a go forward. So that's kind of like uh, this when uh, Superman went around the... I love how Superman flying around the earth really fast in its opposite direction made it go back in time. It was it just to save uh, Lois Lane? Save Lois, yes. It didn't matter about any other. Nope. Just Lois Lane. That's right. That's right. Lois Lane got saved. It was a very selfish move. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Those are the 10 theories of time travel. Let us remind you, these remain speculative. The scientific community has yet to confirm or refute them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try these at home, folks. Don't try these at home. They're not safe yet to try. Okay, so here they are again really quickly. General relativity, the Novikov self-consistency principle, the many worlds interpretation of quantum physics, closed-like time curves, the butterfly effect, the grandfather paradox, time is a fourth dimension, the block universe theory, the white hole theory, and the Tipler cylinder. All things being equal, and we were able to test every one of these theories with whatever was given to us could make the theory happen. Which one do you think is the least likely to work? Or the, or, or the, way the one you least likely you'd want to, to work want to in? participate in or want okay, to, sure. to want to live? Sure. Okay. So, okay. So you're going with 
If all of these could work, which one don't you want to work? Because of it's yes, game? exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which, which one, one intrigues work? me the least? Hmm. And after going through this, it's it is hard because they all have kind of an interesting possible outcome. The one I would want to work the last. Yeah, work the least with. So if you go into those terms, I would have to say the butterfly effect. Oh, because of the chaos that this could create. I kind of like some of the other theories that deal with you can't change things. I'm okay with that. I, I don't need to change things with the idea that I would go back in time to, to erase this tragic event, to change this, to, to not make that decision because it made me sad later in life, whatever it might be. Oh, Jay, your camera went off again? I, I don't know what's going on. Um, so that being said, the butterfly one, the reason why, because it gets to the point where it, that could start eating its own tail, where you just keep creating like different, 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 to the point of what are we doing here? If we just keep changing everything, trying to find this perfect outcome, it will never happen. I'm more interested in seeing the history and past of the world. They maybe even tap into what the world might look like. I find that all fascinating, but the idea that I have to change things does not necessarily interest me. Every change you make, you always say, but what if I can make it better? What if I can make it better? But then you're always affecting something else. There's no way that everyone's going to be better the same. I don't know what kind of butterfly effects you could create where the whole world as a whole is unaffected in a negative way. It'd be only used for selfish reasons to some degree, I think. I hear what you're saying, but I, I kind of it's kind of tempting just, just to, out of curiosity. Sure. You're expecting that the butterfly effect would always be a negative outcome. Well, this is a philosophical discussion. I think it'll be- Yeah, it is. Forever. I mean, we're, we're, the, all of this is philosophical. You know, this yeah. is all- Two degrees philosophical. If we had the ability to alter time or to affect time, would, would you? What makes you, Jason, or me, Ryan, the authority to say this shouldn't exist? I will change the rivers of time to make choices and have things affect me. The choices that you make are never yours alone. Bill and Jane, okay? So Bill and Jane get married, didn't work out. So they're saying, hey, let's go back in time and let's not marry each other, says Bill and Jane. But who knows? Let's just say Jane married Chris, but Chris was a really bad driver and they got into an accident and they both died. The Jane in your timeline or Bill's timeline survived and went on to be like, had a good life with, the, with another spouse, got to be a grandmother. You might have been happier, but you killed Jane in a car crash. You're saying, I'm going to keep going back in time to keep making choices like a Groundhog Day. Oh, that's what the Groundhog Day movie was about with Bill Murray was he kept, he would go on a date, yeah. say, say a line, the line didn't work. So you go, okay, wake up the next day, try a different line to make the date work. I get why you're choosing. I, I just, I... Oh, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just being clear. No, no, no. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I understand. <laughs> and it, to me, the butterfly effect is is a very interesting, at least philosophically. An it is very conversation. interesting. Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. It would be fun to play with. <laughs> I mean, we would do it. I would do it. But I think eh, it's just so much chaos. But what's yours? What's your worst pick? So mine is actually kind of similar to yours. It's the closed time-like curves, the CTC. Okay. My camera's overheating. That's why I was turning off. Oh, I just I know that's fine. We'll just tie it up. We'll just tie yeah. it up. It's, it's similar to the butterfly effect where you enter in a t the timeline and then it loops. And while it's looping, you can change when you come back to the, that time. I enter the timeline and I'm driving my car and then I take a right instead of a left. And when I took the right, I get into an accident, but I take the, you know, but then, you know, it creates like... Yeah, like the effect becomes the cause of its own occurrence is how it's worded here. So for me, it's the least kind of intriguing. 
one to experience or to participate. Like I, I find it's the, like the least intriguing oh, experience fair. of them all. Um, they all have their pluses and minuses, but that one just seems, for lack of better word, kind of boring. Sure. No, that's fair. Well, I think we tackled this okay. Yeah, the conversation made it a little bit more interesting. For I assume we have listeners who are much smarter than us, who at the very least, or at the very least, listeners who are dumb like us, but they're interested in these topics, they will go and just investigate them on their own. There's obviously hundreds of websites and YouTube videos and that will discuss probably any one of these topics ad nauseum and in a much more fun way than maybe we did. But we put together 10 different theories. I think that's what we did that maybe other channels haven't done. And we picked what we thought would be the worst. And for me, it was the butterfly effect. And for Jason, it was CTCs or the closed time curves. Okay. Remember, in front of every silver lining, there's a cloud. Amigator Productions.